Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to True Restoration. Here is your host. I'm your host, Jason Guardiano, and on this episode, I'm joined by Father Michael Oswald, pastor of St. Benedict's Roman Catholic Church in Lacey Spring, Alabama. Welcome, Father, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me again. Uh, how has your month of uh, the Holy Soul has been going, Father? It's been going very well. Every day after Mass, we we pray for the faithful departed and and, uh, um, and do our sacrifices and our prayers for them as as the good duty of the Catholic. And so it's always a good reminder to us that, uh, you know, one of our best friends that we're going to have is those souls that we've prayed for and sacrificed that are um, then released. Uh, their time in purgatory has been shortened and they've been released into heaven that they will remember who prayed for them and sacrificed for them. And so, uh, that's another voice in heaven then uh, for us, pleading and praying uh, for us and interceding for us. So it uh, it all works out uh, for their benefit, but ours. Yes, all things that I've uh, rarely heard while, uh, while we spend time in the Nova Soto, unfortunately. Like that every month has has another title, another another duty to do as a as a Catholic. Very true, yes. Yeah, but that's, that's all gone pretty much by the wayside, yes, in Nova Soto land. We are pleased to present Escape from the Novus Ordo free of charge to our listeners by the generous sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch, novusordowatch.org. Are you wondering what has happened to the Roman Catholic Church? Are you confused, shocked, alarmed at what Francis has been saying recently? Then log on to novusordowatch.org for traditional Catholic news and information with insightful commentary and razor-sharp analysis. Since 2002, Novus Ordo Watch has been exposing the Vatican II Church and its false popes by comparing and contrasting their new religion with the true religion, the modernist Novosoto teachings with the teachings of the Catholic Church. Go to NovosotoWatch.org to see why Francis is not a true pope and how the modernist Vatican II sect differs from the Catholic Church. That's NovosotoWatch.org. To receive access to all Restoration Radio episodes, please visit RestorationRadioNetwork.org and go to the member area on the menu bar to find out details on becoming a member. If you would like to purchase an individual episode, navigate to the available episode of your choice and simply click the links below the player on the page. After completing your purchase, you'll be emailed a secure download link. Restoration Radio episodes are syndicated on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're listening to our content on those platforms, please be sure to leave us ratings and reviews. This will help those who are searching for truly Catholic programming to more easily find our content. You can find these links to these two syndicates on our homepage. The purpose of the show is to give, is to help give encouragement and guidance from a true Catholic priest, Father Michael Oswald, our guest, in becoming a Catholic in order to save your soul. Uh, building off our previous episodes, we now continue with part two of the escape plan. Uh, Father, in this part of the escape plan, we wish to discuss the actions necessary um, after recognizing the problem, after prayer, devotion, and discipline, and to see what consequences uh, we are to expect. Father, where do we begin with these practical steps? Is is step one to stop attending 
then that was sort of mass the the mass of Paul the six. Well, once one has been in uh, in uh, been studying and understanding and, uh, and seeing by prayer and by grace and by uh, looking at what the church has taught, and you begin to you come to that conclusion um, of the reality of what's faced today is that that the Novus Ordo is not the Catholic Church. Um, and uh, no matter, it may still look uh, a few things Catholic here or there, or veneer of it here or there, but uh, ultimately the nature of it has changed. It is not the Catholic Church. So this is where the um, where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. Is that uh, you know it's one thing, of course, to have an intellectual knowledge of it, to see it, um, you know, is to know uh, to know the truth, to see the truth. But you have to then put that into action. You have to, uh, there has to be then uh, a carrying out of that in, in, in action. And the first step is, is that once you realize that, that that's not the Catholic Church, and Moser is not the Catholic Church, then you have to then, from that conclusion, is that you look at everything else and you say, wait a minute, if that's not the Catholic Church, then that Mass, quote-unquote, is not then a Catholic Mass. It's not a true Mass. That those, and the who are then, uh, and the supposed authority in that regards are then are not true priests or not true bishops. And so the first step is, yes, you have to, you have to break from that. And so you have to stop attending the, the Novus Ordo. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's often, um, you know, that's the, the, one of the most difficult things to do for well, all of us, actually, that we had to do it is that we, you know, it's one thing to have it in one's mind and, and to have it and to see it, but it's uh, a whole different thing than to actually then put it into practice. Uh, because once you put it into practice, is that then you begin to realize that you are, um, well, there's a lot of human respect that often comes in with that. You're, 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 you realize that once you begin to put the things into practice, in other words, you have to break yourself from the disorder, is that then people, your family, your friends, um, people at your church, etc. They're going to, um, they're going to begin to question you or begin to speak to you, or, or, or there's a, for the, they might be of goodwill, of course. They're they're concerned about you, about you know they're thinking in, in a certain sense that you know you're leaving the church, you're 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 not being Catholic anymore, and um, so there's a concern there. But um, it's often that first step of that first external action of you know, breaking away from the Masoro is seems to be the most difficult. And I know it was for me uh, in regards to, um, it was to put everything that I learned and everything I, that I um, saw and that I, by grace that I've seen the truth is to actually then put it into practice because, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this before in a program, you know, if you read the lives of the saints, you read, um, or like the great spiritual books of the church say like, um, the imitation of Christ, uh, and it says, you know, all this knowledge is wonderful, of course, to learn it, but it means nothing you don't put into the action. Um, you don't live your faith. You can know the faith back and forth. You can know about the catechism. You know everything back and, you know, back and front and all that, and, and know verbatim, et cetera, but if you don't actually live it and practice it, it won't do anything. So that's the uh, the first step, is that <clears throat> that first step is often seemingly the the um, most difficult, and it seems as though it's um, you're trying to step across the Grand Canyon in a certain, you know, you, that you're, you, it, it seems that way. It's, it's almost too, we, we make it out in a sense to, to be almost too difficult, but 
really, when you begin to walk that path and you put to the truth into action, you'd be surprised at um, the amount of grace that begins then to flow, and then you become, you begin to not only see more clearly, but you begin to have the courage to do what you have to do. And, and it's not by ourselves. I mean, it's not certainly by our own our own um, strength. It's it's by God's grace. Is that you know when we give God an inch. Um, you know, he'll give us a mile. He'll give us, uh, you know, he, he'll he never be outdone in his generosity. And, and so, you know, we, we begin to turn more towards him. And, and certainly it's going to be difficult. There's no doubt about it. But yet um, you'll have the graces and the strength to endure what you have to endure through and persevere um, and, and to um, uh, to do the, the, to the right thing. And, and uh, the first step really is that, you know, once you come to that conclusion that you just you have to uh, resign yourself to say, wait a minute, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't go there anymore. I can't go to that because it, it's, it's not Catholic. It's a danger to my soul. It's a danger to my faith. Um, it's not the truth. It may look, you know, and maybe you're from a, a more conservative quote unquote parish, etc., where you know you don't have the, say, the more flashy liberal sort of things, you know, liturgical dancing and all that kind of stuff, you know, that the craziness of that regard, it doesn't matter because it's all the same. Um, it's just uh, the nature is the same. It's, it's, it's not the Catholic church. And so, yeah, you, the first step is you have to, um, you know, cut yourself off from that. And, um, you know, I, I look at it, um, I was trying to think of an example or, or at least a comparable sort of thing of, of, uh, of that. And I, the only thing I come up with is, uh, my mother for many years, um, she, she would smoke. She was a smoker for many years. Um, and, um, she decided at some point, uh, that, um, um, back before I was born, but back, uh, that, uh, it was beginning to kind of hamper her health a little bit. She was, she realized that, you know, the smoking was, was not, not good for my health, at least in this regards. And so, she realized, okay, well, I have to then stop. I have to stop. And uh, and and I guess anyone who's you know who's been a smoker et cetera for especially and regularly, they know how they always tell you how difficult it is to to stop. And 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 it's true. There's a difficulty there. Um, and my mother told me uh, that uh, she she realized, okay, I have to stop. I have to put this now knowledge. And I think her doctor had said something to her as well. And then, so she was, I, I know this, I have to put it into action. I, I mean, I can't just say, oh yeah, I have to, I have to, and just keep doing it because it'll eventually harm my health or eventually kill me. Um, and so she said, okay, I have to stop. I have to stop. So what she did is rather than say, you know, kind of piecemeal, like, well, I'll just do a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. So now that's not going to work. Um, so what she did, she just stopped. She just quit, as they say, you know, cold turkey. Um, and she just, one day, she just threw everything out. And she, said, no, she never, from that moment on, she never smoked again, you know, for the last, next 50 years of her life. But um, she said it was difficult, but yet she knew that was the right thing to do. But yet um, um, she did it. And, you know, and, and uh, that's in a certain sense what one has to do with Sonoma Soro because, you know, that was just dealing with somebody's health. I mean, that was just a physical thing. We're talking spiritual. We're talking one soul. And, you know, that's that's what's at stake here. It's souls at stake. Um, and so, you know, you have to put things more into a perspective like that, which will then help then to make those decisions. And say, you know, I'm doing this not because 
okay. I prefer, you know, or I, I prefer say the Latin mass, or I prefer, you know, traditional things, or not doing that. Shouldn't be doing that at all for this. What you're doing is because it's because your soul is in, uh, at stake. Uh, it's one's uh, salvation uh, is at stake, and you know any. Thing to do with that is that any sacrifice, any suffering, any pain is worth it uh, for that. And so you have to look at it at that that way because again, that will help you then to overcome a lot of the you know the human respect that's going to be there and help you overcome the you know the the uh, well the, the, we have an attachment sort of speak to you know certain we're comfortable uh, with you know yes. people in this world are very comfortable with their how it, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to, um, you know, they just, it, it's comfortable. It's easy, um, basically, you know, um, and um, to do something like this is hard, but yet keeping in mind, you know, as you have been studying and praying and, and, and reading good Catholic books and reading Holy Scripture, you realize that our faith is not easy. It's uh, the way to heaven is not, wide and, and well-paved. It's a narrow path, and it takes carrying across every day. It takes, you know, our suffering. It takes uh, our difficulties in this life, and and to, you know, that it's not meant to be comfortable. Um, we're not meant to just be totally just, uh, oh, you know, just breathing through life, oh, 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 so, you know, whatever, we're meant to carry our cross. And part of that is that, you know, those decisions we make in everyday life, um, those difficult decisions of living in the world, but not being of it, um, but also making these decisions like this for the sake of our salvation, for the sake of our soul. Um, but again, once you make that, begin to make that decision, or I mean, make those steps, those actions, is that grace then begins to, again, flow uh, more, more readily because, you are then choosing God over man, um, you know, because the whole thing with, as we said before, said before in other shows, um, is that the difference between the Novus Ordo and the Catholic Church, that the Catholic Church is Christ-centered, it's God-centered. The Novus Ordo is man-centered. It's all about man. It's not about Christ. It's not about God. It's about man. And the, and the Catholic Church is about Christ. It's about God. That's the center of it. And so you're choosing ultimately in a, in a, in a very general or kind of a, you know, a, a large way, you're choosing God over man, uh, and, you know, which is, you know, that's, that's our choice and that's, that's our free will working in there. But yet that's where the graces of our Lord, like I said, is never going to be outdone in his generosity. You begin to prove in little acts of love, little acts of faith to him He's going to make. He's going to help you to have uh, by God by His grace to continue to work uh, to make that stronger, to build on that virtue, to continue then uh, to raise yourself higher into into holiness and the spiritual life. And so, but yes, the the first step is is often the hardest, and it is true is that you just you just have to break away. You can't go to the Novus Ordo anymore. Um, but again, once that's done, then you begin to say. Okay, so you don't show up on Sunday, and then next Sunday you don't show up on the next Sunday, and the next Sunday, and then you have to, um, you know, then people probably, I'm sure, especially family members or those who know you, they'll, they'll begin to be concerned, and they'll, 
begin to um, speak to you or reach out to you in a certain sense. And and then there's other things then you have to begin to uh, try to um, put into action, so to speak. But, you know, keeping in mind is that uh, for even those in the Novus Ordo is that there's a, most often from the older generation, not necessarily from the new generation or the newer ones who are, have, who have um, know nothing but the Novus Ordo, is that really, I mean, it's, 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 um, it kind of doesn't matter uh, really if you come to, to church or not. It, you know, because you, I used to call them in the Novus Ordo, I'd call them red and white Catholics, is that they would come out um, when the lilies are white in Easter and when the poinsettias are red at Christmas, mm-hmm. and that's the only time you'd see them. And, but that was okay. We were like, oh, who cares, whatever, that's fine. It's good enough uh, for that. And so for the, young, the younger, the newer generations in that regards, that's, they probably won't even notice per se. I mean, they might say, well, where are you at? Oh, it's too bad you don't come or anything. But the, maybe the older ones who, who were formed prior to Vatican II, especially, you know, there'll be a concern there. Um, you know, they might say, well, you should be coming. And, and there might even be saying, well, you would you begin to explain to them why you've left if you get the chance or if it comes uh, or you say, you know, I'm attending a, uh, traditional chapels. Oh, you, you know, you're, you've left the church. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're not Catholic anymore, or something. You might hear that, but really, truthfully, today, not so much, uh, because um, most, like I said, the, the new generations who have been formed only in the sort of it, there's really, it's no big deal. Um, it's probably, but once in a certain sense, is that if you begin to tell them, yes, I'm going to a traditional Catholic uh, chapel or I'm, you know, I'm, uh, and uh, like I said, some of them will probably say, oh, that's terrible. That's, you know, that's the only time people will often will say, oh, you know, you shouldn't, you, you've left the church, you know, it's too bad, you know, it's, you know, you have, you can't, you can't do that, etc. And they'll almost get a little bit angry. But if often, if you, if someone leaves the Novus Ordo and say goes to some Protestant some Protestant uh, service or, you know, it goes to some mega church or something like that. Really, uh, my experience, what I found is that they'll say, oh, that's too bad. Uh, but, you know, I guess whatever makes you happy in that regards, you know. And <laughs> so there's a dip. You're going to have to play with You're, you're going to have to see that there's going to uh, kind of a dichotomy sometimes in, in that regards. And But always keep in mind, you know, when our Lord you know, he, he said there, he, he reminds us that you're either with me or, or you're, you're against me. You're either, you're either spreading the good seeds or you're not. You're spreading the bad seeds. It's, uh, you know, there's no in between. Is that, uh, and so it's either true or it's not. And those, uh, even though you don't mean to, as I think I've said before, you don't necessarily mean, you're not like saying, you know, pointing your finger and, and condemning, et cetera, at them, but by your actions, by your, uh, as you are saying, to them that uh, this is the Catholic Church and what you're in the Novus Ordo is not. Even though you don't physically kind of externally say that, by your actions, you're actually going to do that. You're, you're, you're saying that. Um, and But then you always keep in mind uh, that truth in of itself is divisive. Is that, again, there's either true or it's not. And so sometimes you're going to see some antagonism. But, but the first step, like I said, you know, you, you just have to, you, you have to stop going to uh, the Novus Ordo. And 
And all that follows and after that, you'll have to cross those bridges when they come as well. Uh, definitely for myself, when I intellectually, I could accept set of a and uh, and the actual Catholic Church. You know, I'd sit at the Novus Ordo Mass and I could uh, I'd hear Francis's name, you know, in union with Francis. And and I just, you know, it would eat away at my conscience that I knew I shouldn't be there. You know, so if, <laughs> so in that in that state, it's just, uh, you know, that there is something you need to do. <laughs> Right. Well, you're, you know, in, in moral theology is that, you know, we, if we, if we have, if one is in some sort of doubt or some sort of turmoil in that regards is that you are under, uh, under an obligation, often under an obligation of sin, a pain of sin is, is to, we have to allay that doubt. We have to, I mean, we can't just uh, continually just, um, you know, it, it, to go to something um, you know, if one you know realizes that this is not the Catholic Church, and, and you know, like you said, if you every time you heard mention of, of Francis or Benedict, whoever in that regards, and and you knew, you know, they're not Catholic. That's they're not. That's not right. And but you yet stay. Um, you are, you know, one is then torturing your soul basically because uh, you are you are denying in your actions what you intellectually hold to be true is that you are uh you are in such a conflict is that really you know you are, you're in grave danger then of of losing the faith altogether um because of that um you know because no one you know are, are no one wants to be in a state of influx or a state of uh um you know a, a agitation in one's soul is that you know the whole um you know great uh, uh pursuit of the saints in the spiritual life is, you know, after that peace of soul, which is, you know, resignation to God's will, resignation to the truth and whatever may come, and even in the midst of suffering or persecutions is that one, one still has that peace of soul and one, it knows that they are following God's will, they're doing God's will, that they are in the truth. But anytime you go against that, when you know, okay, I know what God's, I know this is what the truth is, but yet you're in something that is false. You know that that's not only ultimately sinful at some point, uh, but it's going to wreak havoc on one's soul and um, outside of that as well. And so um, you're right that agitation, though, that one you know that one feels, it should be an impetus, though, uh, as what you did and what I did and what all is to, you know, this, you know, again, the church, uh, the church is not meant to be. Uh, a source of antagonism, a source of of of, of uh, consternation in one's soul. Um, you know, the church is the balm for the soul. It's the it's the you know gate of salvation. It's the you know it's the the mother of us in that regards. And so, um, so begin to then it should be a greater impetus then for one to say this is not true. This is not the truth. So then. You know, to I must be in the truth. I must follow God's will, and no matter what may come. And once one does that again, once that step is had, that one begins to gradually. And that's not going to happen like overnight. Which one's gradually is going to begin to achieve that greater peace of soul. Is that no longer do you have to then be in a state of constant consternation at the antics and the and the uh, actions of of 
Bergoglio or the action or the of your local bishop or priest and and, and the heresies that you you would cringe that you would hear or the um, you know you'd have to make excuses at right and left for this or that and say and and do all these mental gymnastics all these sort of things to just to try to survive uh, you know. So no longer does one have to then continue to make excuses for Bergoglio. No longer does you have to continually uh, strive to reconcile um, the irreconcilable. Um, is it's that that's all gone once you leave the false Novosoto. Is that uh, you begin to rest in on the true rock, the true Catholic Church, which has always been. Since the time of our Lord, and will be to the time the end of the world. Um, and the truth is uh, um, is the is then uh, the rock of which you stand. Is if you're not standing on sand, you're not. Again, you know, I got tired myself uh, of you know trying to make all sorts of excuses for everything. Um, you know, I remember trying to make excuses for Don Pablo II when it kissed the Quran. I was like, oh well. You know, I don't remember. It was just thrust upon him, and you know, and he just kissed it. It was like as if someone would thrust something in your face, and your automatic reaction would be to kiss it. No, <laughs> not necessarily. Um, so you're making all these just ridiculous sort of excuses, and and um, but all that goes away. Uh, you know, when you leave that chaos of the Novus Ordo, which is anything outside the church is always chaos, and. Uh, I think outside the church or outside the truth, then is is that and and like I said, it, it won't happen like you know instantaneously, instantaneously overnight or what have you. It takes time as that grace begins to work. Um, but you know, you you all that you won't be sitting in you know if you if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a, a traditional chapel uh, near you or close to you, is that you you know you won't be sitting in the pews anymore, wondering. I wonder when the liturgical dancers are coming to come down the aisle, and I have to turn away. Or I wonder, you know, what kind of heresy Father's going to, you know, spout from the um, from the pulpit this week, you know, or what, you know, kind of snappy tunes we're going to have to listen to. And all that is gone in, in the Catholic, you know, when you're in a Catholic church. So yeah, it truly is a, a gift and a relief, Father, that you don't have to audit the Nova Soto Mass or have to choose choose your liturgy, you know, what flavors, and, and that it really is just easy to be a Catholic, so to speak, and not have to deal with this confusion. That's true, because what's ultimately in the Novus Ordo, especially those who are trying to be Catholic, or those who are trying to, is that you begin to, uh, you're like a, a, a Catholic sifter, you know, like when you sift flour, you know, you have to kind of sift the the, the little um, the flour to make it thinner or to make it finer, et cetera, or what have you, and trying to separate any sort of things uh, that aren't uh, supposed to be in it uh, away. And, and uh, so in the Novus Ordo, if you're trying to be Catholic, you have to begin to take upon one's own self to say what is Catholic and what isn't. And ultimately, that's a Protestant mindset, um, you know, because you are taking upon yourself the authority to say, wait a minute, yeah, let's see. Uh, um, you know, you you begin to to, ha- to to the burden of trying to um, you know discern. Okay, especially like let's say when you read a, a Noah's or one of the um, Noah's uh 
encyclicals that they have coming out, you know, and you're trying to say, and you sift, try to sift through that, and you begin to, you know, point out, okay, this is, this doesn't sound right, this is Catholic, this doesn't sound right, this, well, that's all, again, uh, there's a there is a, a, a that burden then of that is is been done is that you don't have to you know go through say the the uh, teachings of, of the Council of Trent and say okay what's Catholic in here what's not um, it's Catholic it's all Catholic um, there's there all the things that have been uh, you know so you're right there's there's that burden of that burden is is alleviated um, but of course being then. Uh, Catholic, you know, there's great responsibility in that regard. There's great things to have um, to do and, and, and you know, to, to work on one's salvation. You know, that's, in a certain sense, yes, it makes it easier that you don't have to have that extra burden of that sort of thing, but you realize, okay, now I don't have to worry about that. Now I can work on uh, increasing in virtue. I can work on now, um, you know, becoming a better Catholic of um, by you know the greater devotions in the church and, and all those you know being the graces that come from mass and all of that, so you know you are then you are put in position in that state of life as being uh, in the laity as what it has always has been is that you don't have to then worry about the things that you know the the uh, the the extra burden say that a, a bishop or priest has to do etc you know there's no you know each one has its own um, state of life or state within the church, and and so yes, that burden is 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 lifted, and uh, so it's uh you know I, I was just breeze, uh, browsing the uh, occasionally I look back and and look at my uh, uh, old diocese's um, website just to I don't know it's just always uh, interesting to see what's going on and see what you know new things are happening or whatever, but. You know, I looked this last time and I saw that there's uh, a grand push of of a lay ministry, um, which is basically they had this big article about all these lay ministers now have been graduated from some you know two year program or something to be a, a lay minister. And what it is basically is this is is now lay people in Nova Sordo are taking upon themselves, which they always have really, ultimately, like a priest. And so you're doing things that a priest should be doing and always has, but now lay people are doing it all. And so that's just a, a co... Uh, um, that burden of there uh, laid upon lay people is never is not supposed to be there, never was there in the church, um, because we each have our own state of life uh, and each has its own burdens. But once you you know leave that, is that you realize, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have to do that. I'm not supposed to be doing that. Um, that leaves you free, and as a layperson, to work on your salvation with fear and trembling, as Saint Paul says. You don't take on the responsibilities and duties that are not yours in your state of life, um, and that frees you up then to work on what you're supposed to be working on. And there is a, a grand. A lot of freedom there. Uh, if if anything, it's a lot of intellectual, so to speak, freedom. Is that there's a lot of uh, confidence then that re- you regain, and there's a lot of um, again, um, a lot of peace of mind, peace of soul. So, but it all begins first and foremost is that you have to take that first step, which means you just, you have to stop going to the Novus Ordo. 
we would like to remind you that you're listening to Escape from the Nova Sordo on the Restoration Radio Network. I'm your host, Jason Guardiano, and I'm joined by Father Michael Oswald. And today we've been discussing no longer attending the Nova Sordo. We want to remind you that Escape from the Nova Sordo is a production of the Restoration Radio Network. All rights are reserved and any duplication without explicit written permission is forbidden. To obtain permission, please write to mail at truerestoration.org. Father, in, uh, in ending one's attendance at the Nova Sordo Mass, um, we all have different duties in life depending on your state in life. Um, do you have any words for... Uh, for those who are single, those who are married, and uh, I suppose we'll get to uh, those in the on the uh, Nova Sordo priesthood later on in another episode. Well, that in regards to um, those who are married, uh, especially those who, um, of course, have children, um, there's an added uh, burden there. Uh, there's an added difficulty because more than likely is that your children are in the Nova Sordo schools. Um, and, um, I can say, I mean, cause no one knows me, but one of my brothers who was in, um, when I first left or, you know, I, I began to try and talk to my family and trying to say reasons why. And there's really was only one of my brothers who really practiced the faith. Um, and he tried to be as, you know, good Catholic, tried to be fervent and he had seven children and, and, uh, um, but I, I tried to explain, uh, you know, to him, uh, and, and it, and it was clear to him. He, he saw it and he, he knows, um, that that's, that's not the, 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 you know, he, he saw that it wasn't the Catholic church. I mean, he saw that it has departed from the church. The no Soros is, is not the Catholic Church, but what his answer was to me, you know, it's difficult, but yet it's 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 culpable. But um, he says, you know, but I have seven children, and they're in their in their schools. What am I to do? Um, and you know, and on the surface, you can say, yeah, that's a difficult choice, but it doesn't result doesn't. Uh, um, rescind you or from your obligations. It doesn't rescind, it doesn't, uh, you know, relieve you that, okay, so you recognize that that's not the other church, but you're allowing your children to be in it. Um, so as parents, you're responsible for the souls of your children, at least until, of course, they, they begin to make their own decisions on their own, etc. But you are responsible for their formation um, and you're responsible for instilling the faith in them. And so to put them, to knowingly put them in harm's way, uh, to know that they will be, are being formed, um, with not the Catholic faith, um, you know, there's, there's a price, there's going to be a hefty price to pay there for parents. So, but on the surface, of course, yes, it is difficult. Um, but you know, for a lot of the traditional uh, parents, uh, you know, who have left, who did leave, is that what they often would do is if they, they weren't lucky enough, so to speak, uh, to be near a traditional Catholic school where they could send their children to them, um, a lot of them would homeschool them, uh, would begin to homeschool. And, uh, um, you know, that was, uh, um, it's a, it's difficult to do it, but it is, uh, 
for its you know studies even today of even secular homeschooling in that regard, they far surpass uh, what people, what students or what children get in the public schools or etc. I mean they're they're far surpassed in regards to um, their ability to to study, to think, to or you know I mean they're far outclassed them. So you know that certainly would have to be an option. But there's a lot of decisions that would have to be made. But uh, in, in that regard, but it is it is doable. It, it, like I said, it's not going to be just easy. It's not like it's just uh, you know it's just not like someone's changing their political uh, party sort of thing. Is that oh you just sign a little paper or something when you go vote and then you know you're changed and everything's all fine, whatever. It's not like that. It, it's um, you know there's a lot of process to carry. There's a lot of bridges to cross. There's a lot of you know things that uh, difficulties are going to be had, but. You know, you have to do little by little, and each you know each each decision made and things of that nature, uh, you know, will 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 garner greater graces for one, especially for parents. Is is so, you know, for 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 those who are married, is that you know you you you, uh, and for those who are single as well, is that again you you are going to. Um, you know, face, uh, especially those who are married, you know, because often, you know, you have uh, friends who are, are similar age and married within maybe the church, et cetera, in your parish. And, um, um, you know, they're, they're, again, you're going to face a lot of questions and, and a lot of difficulties. And it's a, it might be difficult to, to begin to explain to your children uh, what's going on, but you have to... You know, there's no there's no uh, handbook so to speak to to go by of how to do that uh, you have to you know do it as as best as you can explain to them you know your decisions and why and it doesn't mean of course you can say that you have to stop seeing your friends or anything of that nature or, um but you just you're realizing that you know uh, hopefully you you've been training them and and uh, informing them that to realize that you know we're we're this life is not meant for you know just solely just to make ourselves happy it's meant to prepare ourselves so to to strive to get to heaven to 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 be home in heaven forever i mean that's our whole purpose in this life and and to so hopefully we've been informing them already but for those i think who are you know beginning to to uh the reason probably why those parents are beginning to see the truth they have been seeing is that is more than likely they've been trying to be Catholic this whole time. They've they've been instilling that in their children. They've been praying the rosary every day. They've been uh, striving to do all these things. So it should not necessarily come as a you know a, a total you know um, destroying shock in a sense to children when you make these decisions, um, but. You know, you, but so you 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 have to do those things that you, you have to do, and you, you you try to include your children in, in in trying to get them to understand to whatever level that they may be or ever age them they be is why you're doing these things. But, but you're always instilling them, say, you know, I'm reminding your children, you know, I'm your we're your parent, is that I am responsible before God for your soul, and uh, you have to understand and be obedient to our decisions. But to know that we, you may not see it, but we see, we know better in this regard. We have a greater understanding, greater wisdom, and this is where that trust and confidence in parents come in as well. Um, 
um, trusting confidence in God. For the single, for one who's single, uh, in regards to that, is that um, it's it's a little bit more easier, uh, a little easier, a little easier uh, to to leave uh, the North Ordo um, because you know you may have some friends in there, etc. But you're you, especially if you're younger, um, you know it could be very well that people just if you don't they don't people don't see others probably think you moved away or you got a job somewhere and you moved away or whatever, and so there's really you may not face as much scrutiny, so to speak. Um, but uh, um, you know, the for for those who are, are single or younger, um, especially is that uh, you know you you begin to then, uh, as all people who say are younger and, and are ready, you begin to discern what kind of vocation God is calling you to. Um, you know, He has the vocation for each one of us, or we're even born, is that we have to. Uh, accept whatever vocation it is, and so you you begin to try to discern that if if you're called to the married life, or if you're called to maybe the religious life, or maybe if you're called to stay single. Um, but each each vocation, each state of life has its graces uh, that are there and meant for there. And, and, and so, uh, but you know, for those who are who are single, it's 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 good. Uh, uh, you know, once uh, try to 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 reach out, I suppose, to other traditional Catholics. Uh, you know, there's. Um, I think uh, I don't know if Father um, Chicago might have. Uh, I know they had started a website. Um, I don't know if it's still up and running or what have you, but of of a forum uh, for younger people. Yes, yes, Father, uh, that's a uh, trad circle. Okay, yeah. So that would be something good, certainly to. Uh, uh, to uh, um, reach out to uh, other single, other you know, young people, or, or even married people, of course, too, as well, because you you do need the support of of other traditional Catholics around other Catholics around you, um, because it may seem as if at first that you're really kind of all alone, especially if you're in an area where there is no traditional chapel. Um, you very well may feel and rightly so, that you're kind of isolated. In a certain sense, you are, but this is one of the great things of technology of today. And, you know, certainly there's many bad things, but yet there's many good things can be had as well that, you know, you're, you certainly can correspond with uh, others from all over the world, um, other traditional Catholics all over the world. And uh, uh, certainly everyone, all traditional Catholics, have faith same thing that you're in, that you that one is going through uh, of leaving the Novus Ordo of trying to find their way and in, uh, in regards to what am I to do now or where you know, etc. I mean it, it it's a, a path well trodden by many traditional Catholics and uh, so but it's always good to have a good uh, somebody or some people that you can kind of um, you know lean on in a certain sense so even it just be through email or whatever you know, technology or whatever, um, you know, to help with that. And, and I think one of the things that, um, helps, um, people to understand is although, you know, say you're like from my small hometown that I was from, is that we had two Ordo Catholic churches, um, town of 13,000 or 15,000. Um, and there's nothing traditional around. Um, and so, I mean, there was nothing. Uh, I was kind of on a, on a 
on my own in a certain sense, but yet uh, great consolation to realize is that all over the world is that there's church for Catholics all over the world. And, and certainly there are, we're more um, small in number, of course, uh, but, and we're pocketed, so to speak, throughout the world. You know, maybe a small little number here, and maybe just maybe a few over here, and maybe a small number here, but you kind of put them all together, and there's quite a lot of us in that regard. And it's not as if we're, you know, so alone as we think we are. Um, we may be isolated, but yet we're not really alone. Um, so, you know, that's always good to to help as well. And then, two especially, it's uh, you know, if you can find uh, if you have a, a chapel around you, or you know, you can even try uh, um, to uh, you know contact some you know traditional priests as well. Um, it is difficult, and I, and I can tell from myself, and I'm sure for other priests as well, that you know we we try to do our best uh, to help um, others. But you know we have our our people that we're responsible for in our own parishes, etc., and often our missions as well, and that's quite taxing and uh, sometimes overloading in a certain sense. But you know, and so you can, we'll, but we'll try. Like we get emails, I get emails or calls, and, and I can't say I'm always the. Um, always on top of that, but yet uh, I, I try to, to answer questions or help uh, what I can. And, and uh, um, you know, that's certainly something you know, people could help uh, people to try to, but, you know, don't be, but don't be uh, discouraged or something. If maybe the priest is, is, uh, um, you know, doesn't uh, spend the amount of time necessarily that he, you would like, but it's only because it, we're kind of spread very thin in that regards. We can only do what we can do. And, uh, but the, the key factor is, is that you remind yourself, you know, that you're, you're, you're not alone. I mean, yes, you may be isolated again in certain areas and they seem, you know, you don't have any near you per se. Um, but you have, it's, it's just like when a Catholic, um, has always, you know, prior back into, you know, any Catholic, you can go travel anywhere in the world. They can meet some other Catholic in a different country who speaks a different language or, uh, but yet there's a connection there. There's a, almost like a, um, like a, a brotherly sort of uh, connection there, uh, just for the sheer fact that you're, you're Catholic. And, you know, there's a, there's an, a, a spiritual attraction there. And uh, it's the same today with traditional Catholics that, you know, one of the things of like CMRI had the uh, Fatima conference every year in, in October in, in Spokane and you have traditional Catholics from all over the country. And sometimes, you know, a few from other countries, uh, uh, other countries outside the United States who will come as well. And everyone comes. And even if you don't know someone, it's almost like, it's a long lost friend. It's amazing as I would watch that and, you know, it's like, Oh, how, how are you doing? You know, what's, it's almost like you've been friends forever in a certain sense. Uh, it's because you're Catholic, uh, the Catholic, it's a, it's a church militant, it's a family. And, uh, so you may think you're losing that in the Novus Ordo, uh, but really in the Novus Ordo, you don't really have that because there's not the faith that binds you. Um, it's only naturalism. Um, what binds you is the faith, and and, uh, and you find that in the Catholic Church, in the true Church. 
So on the subject of relocation, we encourage you to listen to uh, two episodes we have on the network. Um, there's the flagship show, episode 32 on relocation, and that's a free episode. And there's also clerical conversations on the crisis, episode 12, relocation, survivalism, and the end time. So there's a lot of content there on relocating um, for the sacraments. And and you can look at, uh, I believe, also uh, traditionalmass.org um, for uh, chapel locations. So, Father, that kind of brings us to, uh, Father, what, you can, what can you say after leaving the Novus Ordo about uh, the sacraments of the Novus Ordo and what that means um, now that you've left? Okay. Well, the practical thing would be is that so one leaves the Novus Ordo, <clears throat> is that, you know, so one breaks away. And then you do have, a say, a traditional chapel um, that is, uh, you know, by you or close to you, um, you know, what we, what you would do is you would go and you would talk, uh, to the priest, uh, there and explain, you know, et cetera. Now, if one was a convert, say from Protestantism or, you know, even paganism, et cetera, um, the church always requires that you would take what we call an abjuration of errors. <clears throat> you would take a, a it would be a, a short little ceremony, um, where, um, you know, you would, abjure your errors, your heresies, etc. First of all, I think almost all, really, um, based on Lexi Marai and, and, uh, and Bishop Dolan and Bishop Sanborn and all the, all of us priests in that regard, in that, um, is that there'd be no, really no need to take an abjuration of errors, but what you would have to prepare yourself for is that you'd have to prepare yourself, what we'd ask you to do is to make a general confession. Uh, in other words, a confession, because in the Novus Ordo, uh, those uh, who were ordained uh, post-1968, when they changed the uh, right uh, for the Episcopal consecration and for the priestly ordination, um, is that a lot of the confessions that one has made um, were not made to a true priest. And so... Uh, the best thing to do is begin to just make a general confession. In other words, a confession where you you take uh, look back at the space of one portion of one's life or one's life from the time uh, which you're aware um, to look at a lot of the um, sins that ones have committed. Now, obviously, you know one's not necessarily going to know the the specific number of sins, etc. but at least, you know, you begin to confess those sins, those predominant faults that you have, those um, sins that you fall into the most, uh, you know, and you you make an examination, really, of, of, your, of your life. Of, and that's... Uh, there's, a, there's some good books, too. One can get some good Catholic books um, to go through a general confession or a greater, um, you know... Examination of conscience in that regards, and so I, I don't want to spend too much time in that regards. But that's, that would be the thing you would do: you make a general confession, um, and of course the priest then probably would most certainly uh, just, uh, you know, remind you. You probably give a little catechism as, uh, to you as well as uh, you know, trying to um, help you understand, uh, especially the, a lot of the things, uh, the changes that were had, and, and make sure that you know that one is believing. 
as a Catholic should believe and all those things. Um, um, but it's not as if, uh, you know, the priest, it's, it's, you shouldn't be um, scared or you shouldn't be uh, um, apprehensive in regards to talking to a traditional priest in regards because certainly he will walk you through everything that you need to do. Um, you know, because, you know, it takes great courage uh, to do what someone, uh, to leave the Noah's Ordo, of course, to recognize the truth and then to put that into action. Uh, every, every priest who, you know, is in awe, really, of God's grace working in the souls of that nature. And, and uh, so ever, the priest will certainly uh, walk you through all that you need to do. Again, you'd make a general confession, make sure everything, you know, as far as you, you believe everything. And then you begin to live your life as a Catholic. You begin to receive the sacraments. Now, in the Noah's Ordo, um, the sacraments that um, more uh, than likely are still valid would be uh, baptism. Um, if they used, um, even a lay person, of course, can, can baptize in the case of emergency, but the baptism would be still valid. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the priest, the traditional priest might decide that maybe he might do a conditional baptism just to, you know, because Sometimes, um, you know, I've seen it in the Novus Ordo where um, rather than use the form, the proper form, you know, I baptize thee in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. Um, they'll say, I baptize you in the name of the Creator, the uh, Redeemer, and the Sanctifier. Well, that baptism is not valid. Um, so, um, you know, it, it, but most often it's still, if it's done properly with the proper matter, um, even with a vague general intention in that regard, still would be valid. And with, um, I think marriage uh, would be, uh, uh, of course, barring any in impediments prior to marriage, you know, no, no, not been married before or any other impediments in that regard. So if you have two not been married and you know, got married in the Novus Ordo, um, you know, the, the sacrament is given by the couple themselves. Um, and the intention is that you're, you're thinking at the time, you know, that you're, you're marrying in the Catholic Church, you're doing everything you're supposed to. Uh, but probably the, the traditional priest, uh, depending on, he might bless the marriage, certainly might give, um, um, you know, you're married, but yet he, he would give you uh, an extra blessing in that regards to that or what have you. But as far as the other sacraments, um, you know, especially if one is, was confirmed, uh, say, post uh, 68 or, um, you know, it'd be good to, um, again, the traditional priests are probably ascertain and maybe it'd be a good idea to have, uh, you know, confirmation again. Confirmation, of course, is not necessary for salvation per se, but yet it makes you a soldier of Christ. It's uh, confirming, of course, the, the Holy Ghost to soul, those fruits and gifts of the Holy Ghost in that regards, but yet, so... You know, as far as the sacraments of the Sordo, baptism and marriage, um, but uh, but uh, the other ones, you know, it's uh, you know you're receiving those great graces then in the true church. Uh, um, but like I said, any traditional priest or bishop that you go to or talk to uh, certainly is going to uh, you know walk you through things, um, you know, slowly, of course, if you need me or whatever it may be. But uh, you know, we're here. Uh, uh, to help, uh, to, you know, make things right, not only um, between you and God, but also, of course, make sure that everything's 
is fine in regards to um, sacramental-wise and all that sort of thing. So that's our responsibility as well. Um, so that's, uh, but the key is that, you know, to begin to um, make that contact with the, with the traditional priest or bishop, you know, then you just uh, follow the directions or, or however uh, that they will guide you then to what you need to know and what you need to do. As we close out this episode, we have covered leaving the Novus Ordo. It's the consequences and the duties related to your state in life and how to approach a true priest concerning the sacraments. And I want to thank Father Michael Oswald for his time and being with us on this episode. Is there anything else, Father, you would like to add in summary before we close out our episode? Um, well, that we have Advent, of course, uh, coming uh, just in a, really another week or so. And it's always a, a good reminder to us is even though the, the world continues to be darker and darker, um, we see terrible things coming and, and a great loss of faith in the world. But, you know, keeping in mind that, uh, uh, you know, our Lord, of course, is the light of the world. And, and uh, it takes on these liturgical seasons take on even a more powerful force in our life when the, especially as the persecution goes on, continues to go on and the loss of faith. You know, we begin to uh, understand more in, in, a, in a personal, more profound way, these great seasons of the church, of Advent, of the understanding of the incarnation of our Lord, of, the, of our birth of our Lord, of uh, it really, uh, you know, allow as long as, as long as one continues to pray and, and continue to prepare, prepare themselves for each of those liturgical seasons is that, uh, especially in today's world, uh, it can it can be a, a profound fountain, even more so today, uh, of grace for us. So it's always good to prepare well for uh, each of those liturgical seasons of the church. Well, once again, Father Oswald, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you again next month as we continue this series. God bless you. Okay, thank you. God bless you. We would again like to thank Nova Sword of Watch for their generous sponsorship. If you have any questions for Father Michael Oswald or feedback on this episode, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at escape at truerestoration.org, and we will pass along your questions or comments to Father Michael Oswald. And we would also take this moment to remind you that all correspondence with us are strictly confidential. All of us here at the Restoration Radio Network would ask that if you found this show to be informative, helpful, or in any way beneficial, to you and to your faith, that you please consider sending a note of thanks to the clergy who helped make our network worthwhile. Remember that above and beyond material contributions, the most important donation you can make to our work here is prayer. Please think of offering a mass, a rosary, or even a simple Ave 